Welcome to the Influency Podcast. I'm Hadar and this is episode number 48. And today we're going to talk about what makes a good English teacher. Hey, what's up? So good to be here. I'm super pumped, excited, and in love with you. <laughs> this is weird, but it's true. What can I tell you? Okay, I have a few announcements before we go into the episode. Uh, first, first, I've started a live English show on my platforms that broadcast video. This is not one of them the podcast, because there is no video here, but I started a live English talk show, I should say, and it's going live every Thursday at 12 p.m. EST, that is New York time, 7 p.m. my time. So it's like an evening show for me, and we're going to listen to music, have awesome guests, answer questions. So this coming Thursday, and if you're not listening to it as I release this episode, then it's not going to be this coming Thursday, but you can find it on my channel. Uh, this coming Thursday, I'm going to be answering some of the questions that you guys sent me under the Ask Hadar tab on my website, the website of the podcast. So I will answer some of those questions. Very, very exciting. So tune in if you can, and if you can't, then just wait for it to be released on my podcast because I'll take like the best, the best of the live show and share it here on the podcast as well. If you're a podcast person, less of a video person, I get it. So you will not miss out on a thing. But if you want to interact with me, then join me on my live show. I'm so excited about this. I can't even tell you. And the first episode that we did was with an amazing guest. His name is Will, Teacher Will. And we talked about the price English learners pay for systemic racism. And it is mind-blowing, really. Mind-blowing, stress on the mind. And I'm going to broadcast it here in episode number 49, the next episode. So stay tuned if you haven't watched the live show. And since this episode discusses what is a good teacher, if you are an English teacher, I wanted you to know that I'm about to open doors to my membership, my monthly membership for English teachers called English Teachers Academy. And I only open doors a few times a year. And we haven't enrolled new members since March, and now it's time. It's time, and it's pretty awesome if you're a teacher, especially if you have your own business, because it's this very holistic program where I teach you how to teach pronunciation, so I share with you my systems and lesson plans and slides and everything so you can properly teach it. And I also teach you how to get feedback and what to pay attention to and all of that, but also resources to use to help your students with their fluency. And also, if you have your own business, how to build and scale your online business or, or your local business, because I have them both. And I share with you all the tools and methods that I've used to grow my business. 
both my local business and my online business. So if you're a teacher and you want to hear more about it or to be the first to know when I open doors, then go to englishteachersacademy.com forward slash join or click the link in the show notes. And now to our topic. Why was it important for me to talk about how to find a good teacher? Well, because I have learned from my students' experience that sometimes they felt they were stuck or they've hit a plateau because they've been learning with the same teacher or they've been learning with the wrong teacher, someone who hasn't advanced them or helped them focus on the things that they really, really need. And yes, it's true. Like we need to seek good teachers. And as teachers, we need to provide our students with the best possible service. But sometimes... A certain teacher might be good for one person, but not good for you. And you need to be able to recognize it and to detect it and to say, yeah, like I have, I'm having a good experience here, or this is not for me. Let me stop this before I spend too much of my time and money on the wrong things. So this is why I wanted to share this with you. And I hope you like it. After listening to this episode, come on over to Instagram at hadar.accentsway and tell me what you think. And if there's anything else you'd like me to talk about here on the podcast and share with you, I invite you to do that as well. Send me a DM at hadar.accentsway. I do my best to answer everyone, but just tell me that you are from the podcast. So I see it right away and then I respond to you quickly. Okay, so let's not wait any longer. Let's listen to what makes a good English teacher. Hey there, it's Hadar and this is The Accents Way and this is the place for you if you are a non-native speaker of English who is looking to feel confident, clear and proud when speaking English. Now, Have you ever taken private lessons with a tutor or an English teacher or even group classes and you weren't sure if this is the right teacher for you? Have you ever wondered whether or not you're just wasting your time or actually seeing progress? So this episode is about how to know if you are learning with the right teacher for you and if you are getting the best out of your training. So let's get started. The first thing you need to ask yourself is what is the emotion that you're experiencing once the class has ended? Do you feel this bubbly excitement of success and improvement? Do you feel defeated and challenged but you have clarity, you know what you need to work on? Do you feel tired but happy? Do you feel good about yourself? Or do you feel like a failure? Do you beat yourself up? Do you feel like you'll never be able to get it? Do you feel self-conscious? Are you ashamed? A good teacher will never let you feel bad about yourself because a good teacher will always empower you, make you feel great about yourself, show you your strengths, but also your weaknesses with a clear strategy on how to improve that. They will not keep you confused or stuck or feeling self-conscious and feeling like a failure. You know, I was once talking to a teacher that used to teach at this really big language school. And he said that the management had asked them to understand what the biggest struggles of their students are and then to accentuate them, make them a big deal 
instead of helping them resolve it. Why? Because it was their marketing strategy. It kept them in the school. It kept them taking more and more and more classes. Now, that's a horrible strategy, if you ask me. But unfortunately, people do that. So you, as an English learner, you need to understand what it is that you're experiencing. And if these are negative feelings, then something is wrong because this is not how it's supposed to be. Another thing you need to ask yourself is who does most of the talking? If you find yourself just sitting there and listening to the teacher talk about English and about things and about rules and explaining all of these things to you and you find yourself not speaking as much, it's a problem because you need to do most of the speaking with feedback, with guidance, with direction, but you need to do most of the speaking. So if you find yourself mostly listening and reading or writing, then you might be missing out on a better opportunity to practice. Because if you're learning just passively, constantly, it's just like watching a YouTube video. You want to put it to practice right away and as much as possible. So this is something, by the way, that you can tell your teacher that you want to do. You can say, hey, I feel like I'm not speaking enough. Let's try a session where we just talk about things that bother me, a few subjects, maybe read an article and then talk about it, but I want to do most of the talking and you just give me feedback. Now, of course, when you go into a lesson, it's easier to just sit down and listen and be less active. But you got to catch yourself because if that's the situation, you're wasting your time and money, right? So although it's easier and more convenient, you got to step out of your comfort zone. You got to feel uncomfortable. You got to push yourself and you got to stand your ground and say what you need and communicate it clearly to your teacher. The third thing you need to ask yourself is are you both aligned with what is the best way for you to learn? What is the best content to discuss? What is the best way for you to get feedback? Some people prefer to get feedback right away every time they make a mistake on every single thing. Others prefer to get feedback only on the important things. And some may prefer to get feedback only at the end so they don't lose their train of thoughts as they're trying to speak. You need to understand what works best for you and you need to communicate that to your teacher. Because some teachers are sometimes teaching because that's what they think is best. And if someone tells you, no, 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 I know what's best for you, you listen to me, then that person is not empathetic or is sensitive to your needs. Same thing with content. If your teacher teaches you things that are not interesting to you or you feel you'll never use, then you need to say, hey, this doesn't work for me. Let's try something else. I want to talk about this and I need to talk about that. And this is my world of content. This is where I come from. I want to discuss technology and negotiations and practice small talk. And I don't want so much to talk about hypothetical situations of Martha and Arthur at the zoo. Understand that even if you are with the same teacher, there isn't just one method of teaching English. And you need to see if something's working for you. Is it getting your results? Do you understand it? Do you pick it up quickly? If not, there is a problem with the method, not with you. 
okay? It's not you that is the problem, maybe it's the method, maybe it's the energy, maybe it's how you feel. Because when you feel self-conscious, the brain shuts down and you don't learn anything new. But when you feel empowered and open and challenged in a good way, then you are open to change. In order for you to learn something deeply, in order for it to stick, you need to associate good emotion as you're learning. And if the feeling is of frustration and, and fear, then it's not gonna stick, okay? So you need to be aware of that and change whatever needs to change in order for you to create the best circumstances for yourself. The fourth thing is, do you know your 20%? According to the Pareto Principle, 80% of the results come from 20% of the causes. So if we look at the business world, for example, then we can say that 20% of the products lead to 80% of the revenue, or 20% of the clients are responsible for 80% of the income. So in English, it's very much the same thing. If you work on the areas where you struggle with, okay, whether it's specific grammar rules or specific sounds or an element of fluency, if you work on that and just on that, it will get you 80% of the results of where you want to be. So you need to know what are the things that will get you the best results. And your teacher needs to recognize those things and tell you, communicate to you what they are. So whether or not you need to work on your present tense, because everything else is great, but you always get stuck when, you're tr when you try to speak in the present tense. And what do you need to do in order to improve that? Or let's say that in terms of clarity, you have all these things in your speech, but you don't need to work on all the sounds. It's enough that you work on the R and on your rhythm, and it will give you a huge boost to your clarity. So your job is to know what your 20% is. What are the things that you still struggle with? But if you resolve them, it will kind of like open up the gates to fluency, and you will feel a lot more fluent. You'll get stuck less, and you'll be a lot clearer and focus just on that. And you too need to do that together. So if that hasn't been communicated to you just yet, then you need to ask your teacher to tell you what those things are and ask your teacher to focus on those things as you're learning. But if they don't know and they start giving you all of these things and every time they give you feedback, they give you a lot of notes about everything and you feel overwhelmed and confused, then there's a problem. Even when you get feedback, the feedback should be the 20%, the things that will get you the best results. Because you, you don't need to start correcting every single thing. It will be super inhibiting and almost impossible to grow from there. The last thing is, do you feel intellectually challenged? Do you feel that your teacher sees you as a peer? as a person who can conduct a conversation, an intelligent conversation with this language barrier, yes, with less vocabulary, but still the content is engaging and interesting. If you feel that they're speaking to you like a little kid, it will make you feel like a little kid. So you need to feel that your intelligence is not compromised. You need to be able to talk about deep things even if it's not perfect, even if you make mistakes, and even if you're lacking the vocabulary. Your teacher is there to help you, right? But you don't need to feel like you are only talking about stupid things just because it's an English class. 
No, that's the wrong direction. And of course, you can tell your teacher that and change that. Take charge of your training, okay? So, to conclude, you have to be responsible for the time that you're investing. Don't leave all responsibility to the teacher. Sometimes they don't know what they're doing. Sometimes they think that they're doing the best thing for you when in fact it's not. And you, it's like in a relationship, right? If you're not going to speak up, nothing will change. And then at the end, you will quit and everyone loses. Okay, you lose time and money and they lose an opportunity to really help someone. Okay, so communicate your needs, understand your needs, understand what is not working for you, and then change it. So to conclude, I want you to take action and answer these two questions in the comments below. The first thing is, tell us about one really good experience with a teacher and one not so good experience with a teacher and why that happened and what did you do about it. The second thing is, what to your opinion makes a good teacher, right? What are you looking for in a good teacher? So I named my five things. I'm really curious to hear what are the things that you are looking for in a good teacher. So just so you know, you don't really have to take private lessons or group classes in order to improve your English. You can do that on your own. And if you want to do it watching YouTube videos and using online resources, I'd be happy to help you. So don't forget to subscribe and hit the bell to get notifications. And you can also visit my website to get a lot of free stuff, uh, free courses, and really feel the improvement, improve significantly. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you next week in the next video. Bye.